Welcome to episode 145 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadamio. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary. Hello. Hello. A, this has been an interesting... Hello! <laughs> Seinfeld. Oh my God. This has been an interesting week. It's been a pretty weird... Ups and downs for sure. Well, obviously, I know the one you're going to bring up. Yeah. Miss Debbie Downer. Uh, oh, the Parkland. Yes. I was really, 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 and I'm not a big proponent of the death penalty. Mm. Me I, neither. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not, not for it at all. Really, I don't like I'm, the death I'm penalty. I'm really opposed to it. Yeah. However. <laughs> oh, that's a big however. However. Yeah. This, you know, may, like in extreme circumstances, um, I would not be one to fight against the death penalty. And I was beyond shocked. I was beyond shocked. But also like in this case, if you're sitting on a jury and you do feel that way and the entire family, all the families of these victims this is have what expressly they said 17 families yes. and the people who were injured, the other 17 yes. folks who were injured. Oh God, the other have injured. expressly said, we want the death penalty. How? On God's green earth, do you as one person, it was one juror. Yeah. How do you go against that? That's the part that really blows my mind. And that was saying that they're being threatened, oh, which is again, terrible. Don't, no, no, you should, no, don't no, threaten no, no, this no. person, okay? Well, no, because this, this is part of our legal system. Yeah. You know, like there has to be Clearly she safety. she's she had a yeah. right to do it. It just is so beyond, like uh, it's so beyond me. And, and I, the you know, other jurors were, were threatening her. I'm listen. I'm sure that they oh, were. You know that it was a it's heated, a, yeah. screaming match happening in that jury room. I mean, this. How long did they deliberate for for the sentencing phase, dude? It was overnight. It was just. It was just because I thought it was going to take a little longer. Yeah. Well, uh, we. Saw, I saw Harold Pryor on Wednesday night. Yeah. That oh, was the day it, that oh, they went back the to day. deliberate. And I said to him, "When do you think that we'll hear a verdict?" And he said, "Probably not till next week." The next day. I think everybody was shocked at how fast it was. And, yeah. and, and really what that, what that said to me was this juror was like so adamant. They knew they, they were not going to be so, able to convince her. They, oh, they, didn't, they didn't even take more time to say. Right. They knew, she said before they even heard a piece of evidence, she told them, I'm, oh. I'm pro-life. So when they went to, when, this is finally when they go to deliberate the sentencing. She said, I'm telling you right now, before we even heard a piece of evidence, I am not giving this person death penalty and they were all like what because that's you know you can't discuss the case amongst the jurors while while the case is going on even in the jury room you cannot discuss the case right you only can talk about once the case is goes to uh, goes to the jury then you can discuss all the details and where everybody stands so i would imagine when they're doing jury selection yeah, that's another thing. That that question would be asked. Mm. Are they allowed to ask that? Like, what is your position? Or, you know what I mean? Because then they could say, well, I don't want this person. I saw a tweet like that. Like how, you know, Mike Satz, who is our former state attorney, was the prosecutor on this case. It was his last case with the with the state attorney's office. And I saw a tweet like, like, like how did Mike Satz let that person slip through to get on the jury? Like, how did that happen? Because but, even- But maybe you're not allowed to ask. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know what they're allowed yeah, I don't and know. not allowed to ask. And I don't know- because when they say I want to dismiss this, isn't there like a judge that has to say, "Yeah, okay, you what's can, the reason? Yeah, yeah, what's the re- you can't just be like I don't like this person, right. right? Like there has to be, 
because also, maybe the other side wants that juror. You know, I, I think that I, when they I ask, I don't know. I don't know enough. They about ask it. questions. I was on a jury for a drug case, like a federal drug case. Case, and one of the questions they asked you before you get on the jury in that case was, "Do you know anybody or anybody in your family or close friend who's been convicted of drug charges?" Because they want to see where you stand. Like, right. were you pissed off at the cops? Were you pissed off at the court? Like, was it a wrongful thing? And you and now you you're gonna let this guy go because you have this past right. grievance this bias. And yeah. so, like, I wonder if she has children. Like, they thought, okay she has kids and these kids were killed and so maybe she would be for the you know she'd right. be for convicting him maybe there was something else that was a hang-up that that let her get on the jury I don't know I don't uh, know but she I also thought maybe she changed her mind after they heard all that evidence the public defender's office put on a hell of a case I mean they uh, called they called his preschool teachers who in preschool they were like yeah he there's something wrong with this kid right like, as a toddler and they wow. called they went all the way back to that Wow. And she, it was even before she heard all that. I thought maybe she changed her mind because she was like, this kid never had a chance. And the other thing with that case is that this wasn't a moment of um, rage, you know? Oh, no, um, no, Like no, when no. we have like, you know, the moment of insanity. This was, and, and he stated a meticulously mm. planned out. And he was aware, cogn- you know, he, he was aware of what his intent was and what he wanted to do. Absolutely. So, you know, when you're, you're saying is someone insane or not, like he had full awareness of what he was doing and decided to do it anyway. And I get all the past trauma. However, he still made a choice that day and he knew the choice was not the right choice. You know what I mean? He understood the ramifications of his choice. Absolutely. And so that's like a whole different thing than someone maybe who's you know, have has a major mental break. Like and Sickles out, last week on like the podcast. Si- yeah, but even that, like but, he probably knew. Yeah, but he, that he wanted went to into a rage. Kid. Yeah, but he, he went, went into, into a rage. Yeah. But, uh, or other people who are really like, you know, a different level of clinically yeah. insane, like that, that they're hearing demons and you know what I mean? Like there was none of that. No, and you know what? I, I also like, I've done my best to avoid the looking at videos that have been released of what happened that day in that building. And I have not watched one. The day of the verdict, one of the fathers held up a laptop. Oh my God. Excuse me. And he said, this is the last thing that my son saw. And it was a screenshot from the video. And it was, it was this, this murderer coming around the corner. He had full like gear on. He had a bulletproof vest on. Like you want to talk about planned. He had guns strapped to him. He was holding this, this huge gun. Like he was absolutely, I think he had a helmet on if I'm not mistaken. Like he was fully prepared to. Yeah, the tactical gear. You know, he was ready. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was doing interviews for, for Women's March Broward and, uh, I interviewed Debbie Hickson, whose husband, Chris was murdered there. Um, who I knew from my, through my friend, Brooke, they worked together with Debbie and I've met Debbie. I've met Chris. I mean, I knew them years before all of this. And, um, when I was interviewing her, cause she ran for the school board, which she ended up winning a seat on Broward County school board. She watched those videos. She watched it. And she said, when she heard that there was a shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, she knew her husband was going to run into that building. Like she knew that's something that he would have been involved because that's the kind of person he is. And that person's husband died that day, right? Yeah. And she it, didn't get this justice that she she deserved. He was a hero that day. He yeah. ran into the building. He did more than what so many people would do. Yeah. You it's know? more than the cops did that yeah. day. The cop that stood outside Ugh. and did not go in the building. This <sighs> man ran in as a coach at the fucking school. 
So it's, uh, uh, you know, there's innocent children that, that died and there were heroic teachers and coaches who died. It's and terrible. And it's, it's a shame. And, you know. I, I don't know. I, I, I just, like I said, I, I have no other word but shocked for it. It is shocking. It's shocking. No other word but shocked. I and, but, and it's unfortunate because th- what happens in Florida, unfortunately, they, t- they passed a rule. I believe it was in, I want to say 1997, but it, be, it could have been 2007, where you have to have a unanimous jury for a death penalty. Yeah. And he even, when he was arrested, he, he said, I will plead guilty if you give me life in prison. And Mike Satt said, fuck you, I'm going for the death penalty. And went for the death penalty anyway. You know, imagine this guy having the balls to even make that request. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he, that was, by the way, that was four years ago. That's how long it's taken this family's been drawn through this. And when I saw Debbie two weeks ago at the event, the drag brunch, we were walking in together and I said, how's everything going? Uh, Debbie Hickson. And she said, it's the first thing she says, like, we got one more week of this. Hopefully next week they'll be done with deliberations. It'll go to the jury and we'll, we'll get some sort of justice (sighs) here, you know, but this is a dark cloud that has been looming over this family, like a weight on them for four fucking years, not to mention every single day of not having that person, their children, their husband with them. So not having them because of a reason like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's bad enough to lose someone that you love. And I don't know if it would bring them the closure that they're looking for. I think they'll always will have that pain. They'll always have it, but it would have been something. It would have been something. So it's, it's, uh, it's a very what, sad situation. Did, were you the one that told me that there, I can't remember if it was you or where I read it or saw it, but there, there was, um, uh, a mother uh, of one of the, the Parkland kids. And she said something like, you know, that she's waiting, she's waiting, um, for him to now be like killed in, in prison. Mm. And then she said, you know, I never thought that I would become a person that would be wishing for someone else to die. Like yeah, she's like, now that. this is what I've become. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some, t- some pretty heinous tweets you know? of people who are like, let's start a GoFundMe for the defense of the person who kills him in jail. And I was like, damn, that's yeah. fucking dark. No, it's, it's dark. dark. It's dark. Yeah. But he's not going to have an easy time. I don't, jail, uh, you know, you listen, know? we talked about this last week. <sighs> Maybe they'll put him in a separate place where he'll be alone. And, you know, like Joaquin Oliver's father tweeted, Manuel Oliver, oh. and he's like, oh, great. You get three meals a day. You get health insurance. Yeah. Maybe you'll pick up a new hobby. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe you'll, you'll go drink, to college. You'll sleep in a warm bed every night. Yeah. Right. That's what this person's going to get. And his son's gone forever. Yeah. His son who did nothing is gone forever. There's just no peace to that. There's no. no, you don't bring someone peace who's going through that. I hope I never, ever in my life have to fucking experience what these what these folks have been uh, oh through. Oh my god, I don't even. Or the or I the parents have. in Uvalde. Oh. Or the parents at uh, Sandy, uh, Hook. Sandy Hook. Or Columba- the parents I mean, all these like, schools. Like, what are we doing? Just just what was it yesterday? Day before yesterday, a 15 year old did a mass shooting. You know, like when can it stop? When, when? I, I, I don't know what else it has to take to make people realize like that this has to stop, that these gun companies don't give two shits and the whole, a guy with a gun stops a guy with a gun. We saw with Uvalde that that doesn't happen. Right. It doesn't happen. That whole police force has been suspended. They suspended the whole police force right. in Uvalde. I mean, because they didn't do anything. They didn't do any because they understand the gravity of the weapon that they're dealing with. Right. So I don't get why. And, and cops like, are pro no Republican. Cops are pro NRA. Oh cops but are you pro know what? I'm gun. hoping that that there's some shift because I would imagine as a police officer, mm. I would not want people out on the street 
with those type of weapons, like well, for your own safety as a police officer. P.S. So we've heard from Lauren, uh, Senator Lauren Book. We've heard from Senator Gen- Jason Pizzo. They've there talked to these cops. police there chiefs cops. and police yeah. uh, deputies all across the they state. They don't want it. They, there's an open carry that DeSantis has promised to put in the next session. And what DeSantis wants, what King DeSantis oh wants, God. King motherfucking DeSantis gets. And he wants an open carry in Florida. In Florida! And where, when, where and we can't I gotta where, tell you everybody knows what that means it doesn't matter if you're in fucking Wyoming or if you're in Italy right. if you're in fucking China you know what Florida means you know what crazy it is they just had the other day in Florida two men driving in an incident of road rage who, who both daughters they got shot both shot they shot into each other's car one a five-year-old got shot in the thigh the other was like a 13 or 14 year old who got shot in the back and had a collapsed lung because they're daddies they're fighting yeah and then they pull up to a cop and get out of the car and start fighting with each other and their children are bleeding in the car Mm -hmm. can you and now we're gonna have open carry yeah and like that kind of shit's gonna happen in publics in in uh, here's another here's another telling you if that happens and i walk in a place and i see a weapon I'm going to leave. I'm oh, not yeah. going to shop there. No. I'm not going to feel safe. No. And then they have won with their intimidation. Yeah. And I wonder if open carry is permitted. Can then a personal business say, hey, yeah, open carry out on the street. But in my business, you, no, no, you cannot. No, you can't do that. I don't think you can do that. No. But and like, you know what? Where, I thought where the Republicans like small business. Yeah. I thought you supported small business, right? Like but I thought you were business my people. Rights? Where is my right as a person to not want to no. be walking around with this? Like, it's like everyone else's rights don't matter. It's only about you and your stupid gun. And again, a handgun versus an, an, an AR-15. People are going to be walking around. And you know in Florida, oh, well. they're going to be walking around so with AR-15s everywhere. There's a county nuts. in northern Florida called Polk County. Oh, yeah. And that sheriff came out the next day after the verdict. Uh, it might have been the same day, but I think it was the next day. And he was criticizing Broward. He goes, of course, I didn't, I'm didn't. i not surprised this came out of Broward. That, that's what uh, this guy was found with to get life. He's like, I'm not surprised. Brower's like basically saying Brower's the worst. And I'm thinking Polk, I tweeted this to Brittany Wallman because she kind of put the clip up. And I was like, you know what? Save it, Polk County. You are the hotbed of racism and the home of the KKK for like 144 right. fucking years. Right. So I'll stay in Broward. <laughs> Okay, and that is where the open carry will be like people jerking off in the streets with their fucking guns is Polk County. You know, it's the kind of places you don't want to really go anyway. I mean, that's what that's like something that like I would really have to think about moving. Tina, I want to get out of here. I know. I, I'm telling you. Where can we go? This, can we just like, I have take heard our from whole, a very dear friend of ours. Can we just this, take our whole group of people and all yes, move? get out. I mean, I would go to. Places I would go to. Okay. I would go to Colorado. I would go to Vermont. I would go to, I mean, I'd go back to the Berg. I mean, the Berg is cool because it's got like, it's like, it's not like a huge city, but it's got like city life. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like artsy and like music, like really good bands always come through there. You know? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm up. I'm up for any of this. Pittsburgh accent. Let's go. I'm here what for What are you doing? What are you doing today? Yeah, all right. I can get into this. <laughs> I can do this accent. Oh my but God. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to go. And a very close dear friend of ours is like, November's gonna be a bloodbath for Democrats. And I was <sighs> like, oh, before we move on, because we do have to move on, is that 
the Sun Sentinel yesterday put out, or maybe it's in the paper today, put out another article Major. dragging Chip Lamarca. I mean, Anthony Mann basically watched the endorsement video between Chip Lamarca and Linda Thompson Gonzalez and pulled his quotes and was like, here's how he's MAGA. And I'm like, and I retweeted, I'm it's like, amazing. let's keep this energy going. And one of Chip's little puppy dog, pussy bitch motherfucker, <laughs> commented on it. And he's like, great article, Sun Sentinel. How is this MAGA? How are his policies maga because he's voting <laughs> against people <laughs> fuck you that's why i can't wait let me tell you something let me tell you something let me tell you something let me tell you something, Ooh, let me tell tell you something. if this tide turns uh just in this seat i can't even tell you i will be buck naked <laughs> running rolling the around in the field across the street <laughs> like i'll just lose i'm gonna i'm basically gonna have a I've fucking been, stroke and lose my mind i gotta tell you i have been, and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna find him i'm gonna find him tina and i am gonna laugh and i'm gonna say that's right broward doesn't like you we don't play shit like this here motherfucker oh my god that's what it's gonna be and then i'm gonna find his little pussy uh fucking lap dog oh his I'm going to tell him too. get the fuck out. Broward, the Broward doesn't fucking play games. Get the fuck out. Get this is what out. happens when you fuck with women. Oh my God. Ooh, bye. I oh. have been like, uh, imagining this win. Oh my God. Please. I, I, we got to manifest it. Manifest I it, please. I, I, there's an excitement that I haven't had. You know, where I feel like, like, I think this could really happen. And I it's know. like, it's, but then I'm like, I don't want to get too excited because then I feel like the devastation will be worse. It's going to, listen, it's going to be worse. And I got to tell you, <sighs> I don't want to live here anymore with this guy. No. And, um, like you said, he's getting another award and you're like, how oh could this happen? Oh my God. And it's like, because people don't know, like Michael I, Udine shocked that people don't like Chip Marco. Michael Udine, wake up. Wake up. Nobody likes him. <laughs> and you're supposed to be a Democrat. That motherfucker is last night. At the Hollywood airport, uh, Michael Udine welcoming the first lady of the United States to coming off her plane. He's welcoming her to Broward County. And I'm like, you are, what? How could this guy be so Democrat, right? And be the mayor of Broward County and be a friend of Chip Lamarca? How could you do that? How? And again, in your personal life, you want to be friends with him. But in the public sphere... It's not a good look. And you know he's voting for him. Does he live over here? Oh, I, don't I know. think he might live out west. Um, the thing with that award that mm. bothers me so much because it's it's an educational organization that is uh, presenting him with this honor. And all I could think of was, you know, the vote against the trans bill, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the uh, allowing kids to play in sports. Yep. The vote, uh, the anti-woke bill reproductive rights you know you're here there are students who are in our public schools who are victims of rape and incest you're not protecting them and then you are going to be honored by an educational what? organization that you've a hall of famer but I, there's nobody else to award there's other people i can't give you a laundry I, list of people this fucking guy this guy who's putting children in harm's way, in harm's blocking, way. blocking books, children from reading yeah. really important but, work. But let's honor you. It's just, it blows my mind. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm thinking like, we're in the midst of election season. Like, you know, who does he know to get this award? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, all that it is. It's all because he he's friends. That's the only reason he keeps getting elected because over and over again. Because if you look at his voting record, even he's also against um, labor unions. Like he voted for that thing to make it more difficult for labor unions to do the work. And mm -hmm. that's against te teachers are most, te I mean, not yeah. all, 
but many teachers are part of a union down here. Like these are all things that are against the people who work in schools. Makes no the sense. The students who go to schools, the teachers have to teach curriculum and an educational organization is going to honor that. I Well, whoever's I, on that foundation, I bet you find a name. I guarantee they're friends on Facebook I with Chip Lamarca. But really blown away. I'm not. This is the only way he stayed in power. This is the only way he has stayed in power. No this one, is it. Yeah. Because he's got friends. The only other thing I wanted to say today was oh. about the Trump. I, I don't know why I was very excited about the subpoena, the live oh, subpoena. Please. Listen. No, that they're going to have it Listen. like public. I, it, means, I mean, it means a lot. It, it, it is significant. He's yeah. not going to fucking go. But it does mean something. It is significant. Yeah. That, that well, whole January 6th, gonna, new, the new one was incredible. He's either going to go mm -hmm. because, you know, he is desperate for attention. You know what I mean? And he'll be on TV. You know what I mean? Like, is his ego so big that I he just, can't say no? I mean, his lawyers might be like, oh, no, don't do it. But even if he went, I don't. I It'll be like the fifth, be, the fifth, the he, fifth. Well, he'd be the interrupting the, the whole time. He would try to, like, he'd bury himself. It'd be word salad. You wouldn't know what he was saying, yeah. like, whatever. Did you see the video of Roger Stone when, um, there's a video that came out. I retweeted it. You have to watch it. I, He's so, it, it, he appears to be on some sort of drug. Appears oh. to be. Appears. Allegedly. 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 allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> He's my neighbor. Yeah, what's up? Don't fucking sue me, Roger Stone. Please, when are we riding our bikes past his house? A any day now. We've saying it for three years, but any we'll day We'll do it now. on, on yeah. election day. Okay. <laughs> but it's when Trump did not give him this pardon. And oh. he is in this car and he's like, he's, he's coming pissed. to, he's coming to Miami. We're going to block him. He's going to have security guards. We'll have 5,000 security. And he's like, fuck him and fuck his abortionist daughter. Ooh. That's what he says in the clip. Wow. And it's so funny and because. And you know what? You shouldn't, you know, again, I, 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 women's choices, that is their private choice between their doctor. But when you come out and you are against women after you benefited from a service that was necessary for you, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's that you are a disgusting human being. He's Roger Stone's disgusting. Well, he's disgusting but too, but. He, oh, you mean his dad? You mean Daddy Trump? Also, oh, no, I'm talking about oh, the daughter. Ivanka. Yeah. Um, also, it's just that Roger Stone has been around since like Nixon, right? Oh, and he's, he's been, had his hand in so many plays. He's had his hand in so many administrations. And it, it's just so funny to me that he thinks he's in charge, right? Like he thinks he's got the power to get a president to pardon huh. him. And then it doesn't happen. And it's almost like you can see this thing. Like he's like, I'm not as powerful as I thought I was. Like he's right. like, I thought, I thought he would do what I want. But the right. president but you're of the United States doesn't have to do anything but for you. But you're a clown. He's a clown. He's a clown. He's and penguin. you thought, and you thought, <laughs> he's a penguin. And you thought, he thought somehow, <laughs> he thought somehow, yeah, right, that that he could trust really a maniac, you know, like you can't. Did you're you? playing, you know, uh, 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 when you you're playing uh, with the devil, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you can't trust, yeah, when you're playing with the devil, right, right. That's you can't the thing. trust. That's it. the thing. So you think somehow you that <laughs> this person doesn't care about you? He used you. You were a little pawn, and he you're an idiot. He thought the devil was on his side. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> I wouldn't trust Trump to like Nothing. water my fucking plants. Oh my god! You know what I mean? Like the least, like so, the, you know, anything I just that comes out of anything. his mouth, you couldn't yeah. believe. It. What, are you, you what is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, you fell for it because you're a fucking dope. You're yeah. drunk on power. You think that you have something that you don't have. You That's were manipulated. You, my parents go to you breakfast. Were manipulated. My parents go to the same breakfast place every day. It's in. It's near Holy Cross Hospital. It's a, something's oh, kitchen. Oh, I know. It's, you know, it's right on the corner. Yeah, yeah. I love this fucking place. That's been there for. Wait, not the Greek place. 
Oh, it's a different okay. place. It's okay. right down that street over there. It's, okay. Okay. They go there every morning. Oh, my mom calls I me know, one morning. I know she's what like, it's called. I know what it is. Let me grab my phone. I don't want to grab it. I don't want to say the name of it. I don't want to say it either. But my yeah. mom goes, oh my God, you're not going to believe who's here. And I'm like, who? And she, I don't know how my mother did this, but she was able to take a picture and text it <laughs> while on the phone. I was shocked and surprised by this. It was Roger Stone. Oh my God. Was she like, she fucking out? lost her mind. She lost oh, her mind. I wouldn't be able to eat. I got to tell you, I have dreams, dreams of seeing Chip Lamarca in public, like real dreams. Of, oh, of and, ha- and saying him, something. Absolutely. And what I will say to him. And, you know, I looked for his You're wife on Twitter. I did look a, for his wife on right Twitter. To say Because I wanted to, because I, I, there was two, okay, sorry. We're 24 minutes in. I'm okay. sorry. Two, two girls, middle school age this week. Uh, we found out. Yeah. Who were being raped. Yep. By someone in their family. Yep. Except two separate girls, two separate families, right? One of them found out after 15 weeks because the doctor kept misdiagnosing her. She well, was feeling sick. She wasn't getting her period. Because why would a doctor assume? She's not telling anybody that right. someone's raping her and her right. family. Right. These are the worst case scenarios that they were warned. Right. Republicans were warned this right. could happen. This is a this is who this is why we need abortion bills. This is why we need abortion rights because of these cases, right? Right. And we now have a ban against incest, rape, 15 weeks. This girl was in her in middle school. We're talking about 11, 12, 13 years old, right? They have to, they go to Planned Parenthood and thank the fucking Lord Christ Almighty for Planned Parenthood. And they were able to usher these girls, not one state away, not in Alabama, not in Georgia, no, you gotta two go or three from, states yeah. away Imagine to get this. abortions. Imagine this. To get abortions. And so I found that, so I saw that story. I was fucking horrified. Yeah, me horrified. too. And I just kept adding it as a comment to every one of Chip's tweets. And I said, you did this, you did this, you did this. He had a great picture. His wife went to Publix and got a pumpkin and oh. she strapped it in. She put a seatbelt oh. on it so oh. it wouldn't break. Isn't that funny, oh. Publix? That's what he wrote yeah. or something. And I put in the comments, you did this. Yeah. Here's we, what, here, your wife, your she wife thinks cares it's more of, important to keep a pumpkin safe from right. breaking than you think it is to keep girls safe from people raping them and getting them pregnant. I was just going to say that. She's that's what you think. in a pumpkin. It's Meanwhile. more safe. It's, that's, that's what you're more, you and your fucking wife are more concerned about. She's a traitor too. How fucking dare you? How dare you? Strap the pumpkin in? What are you telling these girls? I know. How do you, how do you? What are you doing? But, but then let's honor him. He's a Hall of yeah. Famer. Oh, let's give him a, a, an kids. education award. Yeah. You fucking hypocritical piece of shit. It's, it's, Fuck you. Woo. I fucking hate this guy. I fucking hate him. He's a fucking, and he's got no convictions. He's a coward. Right. And you watch that video with oh, Linda. With that, that, that thing, he's, he's stumbling gay. over his did words. You, did, like the, that, that drove me nuts too. Well, but in committee, you know, as a courtesy, you just, uh, you just, you know, you vote for it as a courtesy or whatever it was. And Where's then I, the courtesy I, for these girls? I voted against it when it really yeah. mattered for Don't no. Say Gay. Give where's, me a break. Where's the courtesy for these girls? Which is the worst case scenario. Not the girls that you think are whores who are using abortion as birth control. Not those girls. Because right. I know you don't care, care about what? them either. They're that's not, not of your business. But, but yeah. guess what? They're not and doing that And that's also anyway. none of your business. But these are the scenarios that we're talking about. You can't have a blanket fucking law like this. You can't actually pick and choose. Just mind your own fucking business. 
Mind your own business. Right. Let women and girls make their own fucking healthcare decisions. Can you imagine we live in a fucking country where the government steps into the fucking doctor's office and gets between you and your doctor? Can you this men, is not can freedom. You imagine, it's not freedom. Can you imagine in a world where a man that happens to, it would never fucking never. happen. But you all think it's okay to get step into my fucking doctor's office where it's supposed to be private and tell me what my daughter and I can do with our bodies. Mm-mm. I think that's why I'm more mad than anything is that I have a daughter who's of age that this motherfucking shit could happen and I would be fucked. I would be fucked. I, I, what am I doing? What could I do? It's unbelievable. And he's the face of it for me because he's my house. Yeah, rep. of course. And he voted for and it. I, and if I got to hear I'm a pro, pro-life Catholic one more time, I don't know why Catholic has to come into any of these conversations. Right. You're a goddamn state lawmaker. Yeah, hello. You know, I mean, you don't work for the Catholic church, you fucking prick. And, Dumbass and, motherfucker. And the my pro- cousin, my cousin's a priest. Fuck you and so your fucking what? cousin. What the fuck does that have to do with me, motherfucker? My kids are baptized. I know how this works. I was raised Catholic, but you don't fucking see, see me making laws and, and standing in right. front of somebody and telling them what they can, can and can't do with their bodies. Right. And you're your, a prick. And your religion doesn't come in. We have a president who's Catholic who is a pro- yeah. Choice. Trying to tell him he can't take communion. Please. Fuck you. Who wants Please. your goddamn stale cracker anyway, motherfuckers? Keep it. Keep it. Listen, listen. That that little wafer isn't you know? getting you into heaven. I'm no, sorry. No, it's not. It's not getting uh, you into it's heaven. It's fine. He can go to hell with his pumpkins and his fucking stupid well, ass dog and go fuck himself. Actually, maybe send him to heaven because I know that we'll be in hell and I don't want to share it with him. I mean, I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. You couldn't talk about trauma these girls are fucking facing. Oh my God. And by the way, these are the two girls we know about. There are girls who aren't going to the doctor, who aren't telling the parents because it's happening in their right. home, who are going to wear baggy clothes and be pregnant and not tell anybody. And nobody will notice because obviously nobody's paying attention to what's happening to these poor girls. And they'll give birth in a in the high the school fucking bathroom right. and throw the baby in the garbage and can or God be, knows. And then she'll or bleed suffer. to death. Right. Or she'll try to give herself an abortion and bleed to death. Or God or forbid, kill pill, herself. Or she'll take a pill and who knows what's it. Like. You're leaving us with no options. It's unbelievable. It's death. And trauma. It's the worst of the worst. And I feel like nobody's listening anymore. I feel like nobody cares. That's what it feels like. And I saw tweets like, we, 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 I don't want to hear Charlie Chris talk about abortion. I want to hear him talk about insurance, house and homeowners insurance. I'm like, yeah, me too. But also, yeah. <laughs> I'm the, I, I, who cares if I have insurance on my house if I'm, my daughter's bleeding to death in the bathroom because I can't get her somewhere. Right. Right. Like, what in the fuck? What the fuck? Does anybody not fucking hear what this is, what is happening here? And it's going to, if DeSantis wins, it's a full ban next year. Oh there will God. be no more 15 week. It'll be zero weeks. You get nothing. You get nothing. And Chip Lamarco will vote for it. He certainly Because will. he's a pussy coward piece of shit. Rotten from the inside out. Sorry, Tina. No, it's fine. And then if DeSantis wins and goes on to the presidency, then maybe the other states will start to, 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 to listen or have some fear but nobody cares about Florida. We're like the lost cause. Even all Florida, of these Texas, like, we're like, even all the um, like the celebrities who'd make these videos, like um, that girl from um, Broad Broad City. Uh, they make all these videos, and they and even like um, 
Julia Louis-Dreyfus, they do all this political stuff and they're like, we're going to do a fundraiser for Minnesota. We're going to yeah. do a fundraiser for Michigan. Hey, hey, what hey, about Ohio, us? this is what how about- you vote. Nobody talks about Florida. No. Nobody talks about Florida. They don't they, even they, say- Because we're a lost fuck. cause. Yeah, they we're don't, a lost cause. They don't pay attention to Floridian to Democrats in Florida or people who are fighting for these things in Florida. Nobody's listening at all. Nobody. We're, that's it. <laughs> By the way, this is the messages I leave for my friends. This is screaming like this. Yeah. Screaming. And uh, I, I know that our good friend is like, why do you bother tweeting? Because, it, you know, it goes nowhere. Just it, it feels nothing. And I'm like, you know what? If one person sees that comment, I, I just want him to know that I see him. I want Chip Lamarca to know that I see you and that you are personally responsible for those two girls having to leave here. And any other yeah. girl who suffers for this and because of these things, you're responsible. It lays on your head. And when you pray to God and go to confession and get absolved of your sins, yeah. that's never going away. Right. And, and do you even confess that? Do you have any guilt or remorse for the decisions you make as a lawmaker when you go in that little box and, and confess your sins each week? Or is it, you know, this superficial thing that like the children do. I cursed at my brother. Yeah. I stole a piece of bubble gum. You know Oops, what I mean? Oops, the pumpkin broke. We didn't strap it yeah. in with a seatbelt. You know, is it stuff like that? Or are you honest with yourself? You're shame. I bet you, I bet you you're not honest. All of them. I All bet of you them. you're not honest. And you take that little wafer every week and there's no honesty there. I don't know. Um, and you pretend that you're, you know... This upstanding citizen, whatever. God, I can't. November is coming. Please. I'm not going to be able to breathe if he wins re-election. I'm not going to be able to breathe. (sighs) Um, I thank God for the Sun Sentinel hosting the shit. Let's keep it going. Keep it going. And share that shit and let people know. I, I don't know what else to do. I know. Right, well, well I'm knocking uh, doors. That's what I'm not. I'm, I'm going mean, to drop stuff for her hangers. tomorrow. I'm going to do door hangers tomorrow for her. <sighs> All right. Maybe I'll go by Chip's house and drop one on his door. <laughs> drop a fucking deuce. Wouldn't that be so okay. funny? <laughs> okay. <laughs> today. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm like in another. My no, head is in another place. This is a huge. And and I. The, the rape and incest thing. You know. Absolutely. There should never even be a question. But the thing with the rape and incest thing is that women are not trusted, mm-hmm. right? They're going to, the, the idea is, well, then anybody can say that they're raped, right? Anybody can claim incest. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't trust women. They don't believe women anyway with sexual assault, right? So um, just looking at the percentages when we talked about it, it's so small. So they don't believe women anyway. So, of course, they're not going to add in the rape and incest clause because, you know, like you were saying, like women are still viewed in such a negative way and with such a lack of trust and as like the whore, you know what I mean? Like, so give me a break. So, but I, I, a woman for any reason should be able to do what she wants with her body. And that's it. Full stop. That should be it. There should be no, we shouldn't even be having the conversation of rape or incest or, or all of these other like things that we can try to tack on. It's just abortion legal. That's all. That's it. It's such a private it's body decision. autonomy. It's That's a, it. It's a private decision. You body the autonomy. And the doctor shouldn't be going, Are, were you raped? Like, do you imagine? 
Could you imagine? It's nobody's business. It's no one's business. You just business. don't want to be pregnant. That's all. I don't need to share anything. And then I need to go home and I need to, 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 to deal get with work it. through this. Yeah. Right? I don't need to explain to a stranger. A what, judge. A judge. My God. Anybody else. I don't have to and explain even like myself the, the, the to you. And the parental consent, like he was all part of that too. Yes. Because, because before you didn't have to get like this like actual consent from the parent. Like he is part of all of these things that are bad and he can be here and pretend that he is for his constituents um, and show up at different places with awards and donations and do things to try to like make his image all shiny and clean and inclusive or whatever he wants to be. But it's not true. And that's what it's bothers not me. True. That's and like, he's that not to me, honest. He's not honest about who he is. That he to me is the, the hypocritical part of ship market is my number one thing with him is that he walks around here and wants to be something else. And they say it in the article, and I got to tell you, I had tears in my eyes reading it, that people are finally saying in public what what we have been saying for years, that he goes to Tallahassee and wants to vote up there and come back here and shake hands with Democrats and women and get awards and and give donations as if he's a good guy. He's not a good guy. He's a man without power who has to vote party lines. And we live in a state where party lines are MAGA. And he wants to pretend that he's not MAGA when he's a coward. He has no convictions. He has no courage. He's got nothing. But he wants to pretend to be something else and he wants to be glad-handed and treated like he's your friend. Right. They canceled his appearance at the Broward County Commission Bye. thanks to emails from several, several people because it was such a shit show that he was going to give money to a rape center. Oh, can you imagine? It's disgu- It's really, it is so disgusting that he would even do that when we see these two girls who have to leave the state. You don't care about rape victims. And a couple days later, they write the thing in the Sun Sentinel. So I hope he feels it. I hope he feels how bad this is because it's bad. Nobody likes you. Nobody likes you. Well, his MAGA pals do. That fucking shiny ass red face, (laughs) fucking short ass motherfucker. Ooh, okay. All right, sorry. (laughs) I don't like to get down to name calling. I mean, he could call me all the names he wants, by the way. Go on. I am so excited to run into him somewhere. Also, his little pal. I'm excited to run into his little pal. You know who you are. Ooh. Sweet baby. <laughs> All right, today. Okay. Oh, Tina, there's rage in my eyes. I, oh. I hate to look at you when I have rage in my eyes. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, from all that. Oh, oh, I was like, is, this, is your story going to be? You're so sweet. And uh, oh, oh. One more thing. My sister-in-law, Emily, has been listening to the podcast. And I talked about her on our Patreon with my brother. And they have the sweetheart marriage, Oh, yes, right? yes, yes. So she texted me this week. She's like, girl. She goes, I called your brother. And I was like, do you listen to your sister's podcast? Because she's yelling about dicks and cock. And blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> my brother's like, yeah, no. <laughs> but she said, she's like, your friend Tina is so sweet. And she goes, she could say fuck you to someone in like the nicest way. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good balance. It's a good balance. That's so funny. Yeah, you guys would get along. You're both very crafty. And like, yeah, yeah. She loves all that stuff. Aww. Okay. So hi, Emily. Thank you for listening. Hi. So today I'm covering former Baltimore mayor, Sheila Dixon. Oh. Now, you know, I love Baltimore. I love Baltimore because of The Wire. Yes. And uh, Baltimore is one of those cities like New Orleans or Chicago where Uh. everybody's in trouble all the fucking time. It's like corruption after corruption. It's like every, I think it's like Baltimore or maybe it was New Orleans, like every mayor since the 1800s has had to resign because of corruption. (laughs) Baltimore is pretty 
pretty similar. Like you go all the way back to like the sixth mayor had to leave because he was doing shady shit. Like wow. it's a fucking wild city that way. Um, and she's of course no exception. But my favorite part about this was like her plea agreement at the end. I was like, this is so wild. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I can't wait. I can't okay. wait. So Dixon was born and raised in the Ashburton neighborhood of West Baltimore. Her father was a car salesman and her mother was a community activist. She attended the Baltimore City Public Schools and graduated from Northwestern High School. She earned a bachelor's degree from Towson University and a master's from Johns Hopkins University. And after graduating college, she worked as an elementary school teacher and adult education instructor with the Head Start program. She then worked for 17 years as an international trade specialist with the Maryland Department of Business and Economic Development. In 1986, she was elected to the Baltimore City Democratic State Central Committee, representing the 40th Legislative District. In 1987, she won a seat on the Baltimore City Council, representing the 4th Council District, where she served for 12 years. Wow. Yeah. So it's totally involved in the community, super Democrat, right? Families uh, uh, participating. Yeah. Yeah. In 1999, she was elected president of the Baltimore City Council, the first African-American woman elected to this position. And in 2003, she won her re-election race for president of the Baltimore City Council, defeating her nearest competitor by competitor by 21,000 votes. So as city council president, she was the ex officio mayor pro tempore and ascended as mayor when Martin O'Malley resigned after being elected to governor of Maryland in November 2006. So the mayor of Baltimore runs for governor. He wins. And then as the president, she goes as this like temporary, you know, mayor. Yeah. But she then ran for a full term as mayor in 2007 and she won the Democratic Party primary in September, which basically... You know, if you're the Democrat, you're You're going to win. It's one of those Democratic cities, you know, and scores of public officials, unions and newspapers endorsed her campaign, including the Baltimore Sun, Baltimore Afro-American, the AFL-CIO, his former reps and Governor O'Malley himself. They all gave her a bunch of unions, all gave her the endorsement. A major issue during the primary campaign was crime, which is always a major issue in Baltimore. Yes. Again, watch The Wire. (laughs) The second season of The Wire is based, like every season's on a different aspect of the city. And the second one is um, um, politics and a guy who runs for mayor. And it's such a great uh, season. No, not the second, third, third season. It's so good. You have to watch it. Um, Please watch The Wire. What are you doing? So I started watching The Wire. And? Um, no, I liked it. Oh, good. But it's like, it's a commitment because it's so it's long. long. It's a lot. It's a it's lot. It's a lot. So I was like, I think I'm going to start rewatching it. Yeah. I think either I might do, you know, like when I have a break, like a vacation kind of mm-hmm. like, so I can dedicate time. Cause it's to hour it. long. Episode. Yeah. It's hour long. And then there's so many seasons. And so, yeah. you know, it might be like a few days. Like, and then I was like, I got to go back to the other. Cause there's so much going on, Yeah, you know, to remember what's happening. Yeah. 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 So uh, she and ends he's up cute. Oh God. Ooh. Oh my God. Dominic West. By the way, I said, I texted with everybody last night and I was like, are we all okay with Dominic West playing Prince Charles on season five of the crown? And everybody's like, no, no. like he's way too good looking. Yeah. But they'll, they'll make him, you know, they'll, they'll ugly they'll, him up, put ugly some ugly teeth up. in him. Yeah. Oh, he's so hot. Dominic West still. Or, or it'll just be a hot Charles. You know what I mean? Mm. Which isn't reality, but I yeah. mean, I'll oh. watch it on TV. Dog ugly. <laughs> Inbreeding. So... He wins the 2007 Baltimore Democratic, um, I'm sorry, she wins the 2007 Baltimore Democratic mayoral primary, I told you all that, with 63% of the vote. She then defeated Republican Albert Henderson in the general election in November, becoming the first woman elected in her own right as mayor. Wow. Yeah, first woman. Good for you. Yes. And now I'm going to be like, uh uh-oh. I know. Oh, no. In her first inaugural address as mayor, Dixon alluded to what she considers people's wrong impression of her and stated, quote, I want you to know that I am more than just a newspaper headline or a soundbite on the evening. 
evening news, end quote. Oh, so was, was she just you know, known she's for just, like saying things? Yeah, and yeah, but like being take out, it out of context. And, yeah, but okay. being truthful, you know. Yeah. During her tenure, Baltimore's homicide rate dropped for the first time in 30 years. Wow. In 2007, she introduced a crime plan that uh, focused on more community policing policing, and using police resources to target the most violent offenders. Okay, I this like this. This is an idea. I mean, not, the, not saying she's for defunding the police, no, but no, that's no. kind of the idea of taking police resources and putting it towards... Different things. Yeah. Counseling. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, that's important. Yeah. So, but actually it worked here, right? Yeah. So to combat crime, Dixon, Dixon appointed police commissioner Frederick H. Biel, Bielfeld III, who supported her neighborhood crime strategy. In February 2008, the Baltimore City Police reported a sharp decline in homicides in Baltimore. Wow. According to police, there were 14 murders in the city for the month of January, the lowest monthly total in 30 years. Wow. There's a lot of murder in Baltimore. I'm just... I mean, but that's incredible. Yeah. Um, as of April 2008, there had been a 40% reduction in murders in the city after experiencing a record high in 2007 during Dixon's first year in office. So, you know, it's, it's, it's working. Well, yeah, it takes time, but yeah. wow, 40% is huge. Yeah. By April 15th, 2008, the number of murders in the city had grown to 54, the lowest number to the, t to this time of the year in recent memory, putting the city on pace for 189 murders in 2008. By the end of 2008, the murder count though was 234, but still a 17% reduction from the year before. Yeah. But you know, you got to uh, chip away at it. Yeah. You know? Yes. Several city developments were completed during Dixon's tenure, such as Baltimore's Inner Harbor East Community, the Leg Mason Tower, and the Baltimore Hilton Hotel. As mayor, Dixon was also a member of the Mayors Against Illegal Guns Coalition. Also, I would mention from The Wire, Bunny Colvin. Uh, if you go watch The Wire, he does this wild thing called Hamsterdam. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you more about it, but it also reduces crime and people are so excited about it, but it's fucking wild. Oh, and, uh, yeah. So uh, okay. Okay. Go watch okay. that. Hamsterdam. <laughs> Hamsterdam. Ooh, Hamsterdam. Can we call this episode <gasps> Hamsterdam? Hamsterdam. Yay! Yay! Ball, 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 ball. <laughs> All right. So the scandal. In 2008, uh -oh. investigators from the office of the state prosecutor executed a search warrant at Dixon's residence in this in Southwest Baltimore around the same time several so this is now still that 2008 it's all all this happening in the same year around the same time several subpoenas were issued to her aides uh, the investigation looked at gifts including several fur coats as well as Dixon's spending no. habits not good girl not good no. two of Dixon's associates campaign chair Dale Clark and Mildred Bauer a businesswoman who had hired Dixon's sister <gasps> pleaded guilty in 2008 to tax charges and cooperated with prosecution during the Dixon investigation. The affidavit filed to support a search warrant on the company Doricon was published by the Baltimore Sun in 2008, and the affidavit stated that Dixon was being investigated regarding bribery. Here we go. I Girl. mean, it, this is just, yeah. I feel like it. politics and bribery go hand in hand. Yeah. On January 9th, 2009, Dixon was indicted by a Baltimore grand jury on 12 counts, four counts of perjury, two counts of misconduct, three counts of theft, and three counts of fraudulent misappropriations. In November 2009, Dixon was tried for three counts of felony, three counts of misdemeanor embezzlement, misappropriation, and single count of misconduct of office. The trial began on November 10th, 2009, and during the trial, two counts, one for the theft and one for embezzlement, were dropped when prosecutors declined to call a key witness. So this witness, Ronald Lipscomb, was originally scheduled to testify against Dixon as part of a plea deal. Lipskin had dated Dixon in 2004 and was alleged to have provided Dixon with gifts. <gasps> and as a developer, not good, he had won contracts in some high-profile projects around the city, and Lipskin ultimately did not testify because the prosecution believed 
um, that the defense would attack his credibility. And this led to two of the seven charges being dropped. Oh, good. Okay. I mean, for her. Yeah. <laughs> so on December 1st, 2009, after seven days of deliberations, the jury returned verdicts. Okay. Seven so, days oh, of deliberations. Oh, so she didn't plea. Wait, she does. Hold on. But seven days of deliberations on this case. Right. Seven, yeah. 72 hours, like what? 24 hours of, del- of deliberations know. in the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting. I know. I mean, there was no time. Like, they, maybe they could have convinced that woman. I don't. Uh, it's all in my brain. Well, I don't no, know no. I mean, if if you have someone that's like, uh, I don't I care what you say to me. Like, I know. this is my decision. I don't. It's think nobody's you can fault. It's nobody's mind. fault. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Yeah. On December first, two thousand nine. What, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> on December first, two thousand nine. After seven days of deliberations, the jury returned verdicts on four of the five remaining counts. Dixon was found not guilty Ooh. of the two felony theft charges and one of the misconduct of office, and she was found guilty on one misdemeanor embezzlement charge relating to her use of over six hundred dollars worth of retail store gift cards that were intended to be distributed to needy families. Oh, <gasps> girl. That's not nice. Not good. What, no, what, $600? You're, take, you're blowing your whole career for $600 yeah, for six hundred cards. And 600 bucks in like petty cash for so, okay, maybe. But for needy families. Yeah, they were given ooh, as like to give out to families. That's not a good look. Oh my God. No, no. How do you but do that? But we got down to one chart. I don't I know. know. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I, I would, oh my, I, I, I don't even, the guilt would just. Yeah, I know, I know. The jury wasn't able to find a unanimous decision regarding the final charge of misdemeanor embezzlement. So now, now we're stuck in this thing, right? Yeah. It's like, what are we going to do? So here's the plea agreement, which I found, to me, I thought it was very interesting because it leads to other things where I'm just like, <laughs> I'm dizzy. So on January 6, 2010, you know, a couple weeks later, as part of a plea agreement reached with prosecutors, Dixon announced that she was resigning from mayor. By the way, she's still going into work through the trial. No. She's making as, appearances as if nothing is happening. Mayor. She's sitting in in mayor. She's like, no. She's on the dais. She, like, like, she hey, would go to up? events and people were like, why are you here? Yeah. And she's like, hey, everything's great. Like <laughs> she just was like, nothing was going wow. on. I wish. That's the way to play it. I know, but I wish I, I you know, I, I would be the person like, I can't leave the house. <laughs> Me too. I'd be ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. Like Chickle Marker should be. Don't ever leave your fucking house. Ooh. Um, so she reaches this plea agreement and she agrees to resign as of February 4th, 2010. Under the terms of the agreement, Dixon will get probation before judgment in the case where she had been found guilty as well as in the perjury trial, which she had, had was scheduled for March 10th. So she had lied to the grand jury. Oh, about and that all was a separate this. trial. Okay. So, so she's right. like, let's wrap it up. Yeah. So we're going to give you this. A nice bow. Yeah. And under the criminal procedure article section 6-220 of the annotated code of Maryland, a oh. PBJ, which is the probation before uh ooh, judgment um which means that she's taking probation instead of the judge giving her a right, sentence right right right, right. um so she, the pbj is not a conviction thereby enabling her to keep her 83 $83,000 pension <gasps> right take the plea agreement keep your money wow also under but she has to resign which i'm sure is a big heartbreaker but, but, but eighty three thousand dollars yeah pension yeah also under Maryland law, a PBJ wow. may be expunged from one's record once the probation period is over. So oh, she's got a good deal here. She's, she's getting fucking, paid. This she's is a golden, paid and then it's off her record. It's a golden parachute, yeah. right? But I guess if you get down to like start at 12 counts and get down to one count of $600 I in mean, gift cards, they're probably like, all right, what can we get? What, what, yeah. Like what, we're not going to get it's anything gift here. cards. Yeah. yeah. Dixon was sentenced to four years of probation under the terms of the agreement. Okay. So four years. 
which is a long time, but still. But it's probation. It's probation. She just yeah. has to keep her nose clean, right? Yeah. She also will be required, she was required to donate $45,000 okay. to the Bia Gaddy Foundation and to serve oh. 500 hours of community service Good. at Our Daily Bread, which is a local. Oh, so she can be with the needy people and give back money to what she took. 500 like, hours is also a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. In addition, she has agreed to sell, uh, she had agreed to sell gifts she received from the developers, including the fur coats and electronics that she received, she purchased with the I gift mean, cards. Why are we wearing fur coats anymore? <laughs> and she used, anyway, those she poor animals. <laughs> she purchased electronics with the gift cards. She had to sell those too. Oh my God. She agreed. By the way, what did you bring the receipts that you sold them? Like, how are you? What is this? I don't know. It's the weirdest fucking plea or I've ever heard. To, or you have to, I mean, what, you got to pawn them? Like, you know I what guess, I mean? Yeah, get rid of it. How are you selling it? She agreed to not seek office anywhere in the state of Maryland, including Baltimore, during the term of her probation. <gasps> And oh, she will not no. solicit and she will not solicit or accept taxpayer money to pay her defense fees. So four years go by. Oh no, here we go. Honey, I'm I'm out. I can I can now yeah. run for office. And she does. And in 2015, oh. Dixon made a second attempt at becoming mayor of Baltimore. No, she did not. Yes, she did. She ran went straight for mayor. Yep. Not like let me nope. try to get back on the council. No. no. She's like, hey, remember me. I'm gonna be back leading you guys yeah. again. No. <gasps> She was the front runner. No. In the Democratic primary until early 2006 when Congressman Elijah Cummings uh, endorsed her, her leading opponent, Catherine Pugh, in uh, April 2016. And Pugh ends up winning the primary. Now, Catherine Pugh is the mayor after her. She's the second female woman to, a right. uh, black woman to also, uh, to win mayor. She also leaves office within no! a year. She was who I was originally going to cover for this story. And then I saw her name and I read that and I loved this police. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to take this. But Catherine Pugh is also another muck story. Ooh. Which I was like, damn. That fucking we, the Baltimore know, never stops giving. Never I stops know. giving. This podcast never stops giving. That's true. It's just, Gives I have life. a list. I have, there are three people on my list and- I've been wanting to cover them for almost a year, but I'm waiting for yeah. the sentencing because I'm like, yeah, I want to have There's the another sentencing. one I have, yeah. And I just, I keep every, periodically I'll go and I'm like, God, they, they delay these trials. And, and I'm like, I just, just sentence them already. Yeah, yeah. I need well, to do this story. But Tina, this, that's not all. She comes back for more. No! Yeah. <laughs> On December 14th, 2019, Dixon announced she was running for mayor of Baltimore in the 2020 no, election. Against, against Pew? No, Pew's oh, out. Pew's out. Pew's out. <laughs> After the first campaign finance report, reporting date in mid-January of 2020, Dixon's campaign reported it had raised roughly $100,000. The people love her. The, the people, people love her. her. It's like, it's like um, our friend, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about. Cianci. Oh, Cianci. They love them. They love them, right? D-E-D. Dead. The incumbent mayor, Jack Young, also running for mayor, had $960,000 cash on hand for the same reporting period. So he had more money. In the June 2nd, 2020 Democratic primary, she narrowly lost to Brandon Scott, who then went on to become the next mayor. But narrow, I mean. Yeah, narrowly lost. But so, she's going to come back. She's, she's going to come, come back. back. Listen, it's coming. It's 2024 yeah. is around the corner. She's going to come back. And you know what? She's so, you know, beautiful. And in the, like, I have a campaign picture from 2020. She's like, it, her theme, I guess, was red. So she's wearing red all the time. And she looks gorgeous. And, uh, and I just thought, you know, she can spin a tail. You can spin these 12 counts to one count to the $600 yeah. gift cards. Although she shouldn't have taken them. But still, Amy. she did her time. She did her probation. Yeah. Oh, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. That's Sheila Dixon. I love it. Former Baltimore mayor. Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Richie. I'm Little Matt. 
And here in the 500 Section Lounge, we are three dads who host a family-friendly weekly podcast. Yep, we laugh, we go on tangents, and we talk to great guests. Tangents? I, I don't know what you're talking about with that. You know, there are gases leaking. Uh, all right, all right, okay. Yeah, we have legendary conversations from sports to history and everything in between. So be on the lookout for what we do next. And always be there to grab, grab a listen. listen. Okay, are we ready? Yes. Today... I'm going to tell you the story of former Queens Assemblyman, mm. Anthony Seminario. My gosh, what a Semi-Nario. name. I hope I'm probably not pronouncing this right, but that's how I'm pronouncing it. Okay, let's go. So Anthony Seminario had an illustrious 30-year career in New York politics. Wow. But that all came crashing down when he got charged with corruption. Oh, boy. So um, two cities, kind of, like, kind two, of similar, yeah, yeah. similar to your story. So our story takes place in Queens in the early 2000s. And Anthony was Anthony, Anthony, Anthony. He was an Italian American born Christopher, <laughs> Christopher, Christopher, <laughs> born in 1935 in Brooklyn, New York. And uh, according to Vote Smart, he earned his degree from the New York Institute, New York State Institute of Technology in 1978. And that was the same year that he won uh, political office. Mm. So as far as his career, like, you know, prior to winning office, he worked as a corrections officer for the New York City Corrections System. He was also a part-time actor and a talk show host for WABC. Oh, God. Pre-podcasting. Yes. Ooh. Everybody had talk show on. On (laughs) On like public radio. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, And according to the U.S. Attorney's Office press release, uh, Anthony began his career in 1978 when he was elected to the New York State Assembly, and he remained in that seat until his resignation in 2009. Mm. And from various accounts, he was referred to as a moderate Democrat. So, um, you know, he he kind of would vote sometimes maybe with Republicans. He was in that, okay. you know, like more towards definitely mm-hmm. centrist. All right, so the major incident. Mm. And the thing I like about these schemes that people get themselves involved in is the planning. You know, like mm. that, that, and this was a bribery scheme similar, you know, like your, uh, your person that you covered this week was involved in bribery. And this guy, um, this was like a high, uh, price tag kind of scam that oh, he was God. involved in. And it really can't happen unless you plan it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like the best you part, have to, yeah. you have to really go, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And here's how I'm going to do it. You're, you know, <laughs> the the, best maybe part grabbing the-, the gift cards is like, that's one thing, but yeah, yeah. this is like orchestrated yeah and the best part about when you lay out that plan is that at any moment when they process you know when they go to the yeah. her trial they're saying at any moment you could have stopped this right yes. like at any moment you could have been like eh, i'm out yeah it wasn't like a quick like you're saying right. like when you were planning it out like this like any second you could have said i'm done i don't want to do this yeah oh god so uh, according to qns's harold Koplowitz, uh our boy tony Hey, Tony, uh, hey, Tony. Tony. Hey, hey. He starts this, uh, it begins in 2000. And so he's about 65 years old oh, when God, dude. he starts a business uh, called Mark Consultants, which was supposed to be a consulting firm mm. to help clients gain access to state legislature le- legislators. And the thing is, he never did any consulting. So this is like one of those shell companies that he created. And... 
The other thing about this case is he's 65. Like you're right about to retire, you know? Yeah, dude. Why are you starting at, something there. at yeah. the close of your you life? You could be drinking pina coladas you know, in the Bahamas, get, I mean, motherfucker. You know, his pension has to be good. This is yeah, like a 30-year political get out, career. You get out of New York. You get out of the cold. And it's a you New enjoy York. yourself. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, why risk everything at this stage in your life? Like this is when you want to be like winding down, you know, like not uh. amping up some crazy stuff. So- or like, or like, shouldn't you be planning on like, who am I passing the baton off to? Yeah. Like, who's going to be coming who's your up mentor, after mentoring me? Mentoring like, somebody. Yeah, like doing something. But instead, yeah, being a mentor. Yeah. Instead, he tarnishes his reputation and Bruh. is remembered for like this whole unscrupulous thing instead of like the other things that he did. It's mm. it's a shame, really. It is. So uh, Koplowitz's article noted that the money, um, that money could have been a factor. So allegedly in 2000, the same year that he starts the consulting firm, he and some others um, tried to have then assembly speaker Sheldon Silver removed from his position. So they tried to do this coup, mm. but the coup backfires. It didn't work. And he allegedly faced backlash mm. and he got removed from a position um, as assistant minority leader. And that cost him about $20,000 a year. So some oh, people boy. thought like maybe he did this because now he's out this 20 grand a year. But again, he's 65 years old. Like, I, I don't know. So- how much money are we talking <laughs> and what exactly um, does he do to get? So, sorry. So between 2000 and the time of his arrest, he took about, um, and he was arrested in 2008. So in about eight, eight nine years. years. Yeah. He took in about a million dollars. Whoa! <laughs> a million! Holy cow! Cha-ching, cha-ching. Where's yeah. our, where's our, we need Oh, our I know. We my, our... my, my son loves that. Oh, that thing's always going our sound on. Machine. Yeah, our sound machine. That thing's Holy going cow, on. a million dollars? A million dollars. So there's the consulting oh, bit, right? Um, but he also allegedly got $310,000 from two hospital executives who wanted his help in getting another institution and more funds allocated. So like the budget came out and they're like, there's not enough money for what we need from you. So they kind of pay him to try to make sure they get the building and the things that they want for this hospital. I mean, you can't guarantee those things. So why are you giving people money thinking they're going to go well, in and be able to I do things? I think because he was this really high pressure guy and he could get people to do what he wanted. So Wow. The U.S. Attorney's Office press release also noted that um, Tony put pressure on New York NPO, on this um, New York NPO, this nonprofit organization, to become one of his consultants. He's like, "You're going to pay me as a consultant," and that guy, head of the organization, was like, no, "Like, no, we don't need you. Like, we're not going to do this." And he basically said, "Like, you're going to be my client." or you can forget at getting any bill passed through me, like it'll never happen. And so the company yielded to him. So he was like pressuring uh, people this isn't right. mm -mm. to like no good. pay him and be a part of like what he was doing. So the FBI sort of gets wind of this operation oh, and they start him with the wiretap, <laughs> which is like always the best. Every time you hear FBI wiretap, here folks. I know, like, like it's you're over. Because like, like what, what are they going to do? Yeah. Could you imagine if start wiretapping you oh my god I oh mean, my god uh, it's so embarrassing it's too. embarrassing because they probably hear well and they hear all, everything everything so the daily gazette noted there were over fifteen thousand intercepted calls 
Like that's a lot of listening. Like they oh have to listen. God. This is going on for years and they're listening to every single oh call to see my what they God, dude. Like who's in that room listening to those tapes? I don't know, but I'd love it to be me. Yeah. Like I would it would love be to fun. fucking But then like, like when someone. you're listening to like the mundane stuff, you're like, all right, oh my God. Yeah, but you even know. that's like kind of like, what's going on? Like I you also I feel like you get to know who that person is, yes. right? Now you know who you're dealing with. Oh, yeah. they like avocados in the morning. Like, you oh. know, we got we got to figure, you know what I mean? We're going to put the, we're going to put the pieces together. No pulp guy. orange juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I told you I don't like pulp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So. Pie um, oh my, boo hoo hoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pie oh my. Aww. God damn it. If you listen to this podcast, you better have some Sopranos I know. references. Well, you better watch the Sopranos. Yeah. And the Wire. you're not going to know what's going and on. The or, and the Wire. You better know. So uh, Anthony. So one recording caught Tony stating, "Quote: I don't give a fuck if you close down every hospital in the city. (gasps) You leave my hospitals alone." Whoa. Other recordings, according to Michael Cusenza's Queens Chronicle article, caught some um, caught Tony bragging about all the money he got from bribes, and he thought of himself as like (laughs) stupid, the Godfather. He's so stupid. Yeah. He's you, like, this is really, what happens. you know yeah, what? He's into himself. When they go on for years like this, that ego, I mean, they already got an yeah. ego, but now it's like ballooning. Holy shit. Yeah. So another recording excerpt uh, caught how he bragged about being his own lobbyist. Uh, oh. Quote, I was doing favors for these sons of bitches there. You know, <laughs> they were making thousands. Screw you. From now on, I'm the consultant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my these God. These sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. Oh. That's, oh that's why I refer to my kids. These sons of bitches <laughs> eat me out of house and home. Oh my God. And then he commented on, uh, he commented on life as a public servant. Uh-oh. And according to Michael Lanza's Queens Chronicle article, this is what he said. Oh no. <laughs> this is what he said. You ready? Oh God. So what bad. the fuck does it mean to be an elected official? Doesn't mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> Except you're lying in your pockets a million fucking wow. dollars, you creep. <laughs> Holy shit. By the way, that's what they all think. I know. They and, all think the same thing. And this is the thing. It doesn't mean shit. They know like, it. And really, they know it. They and they know, know it. it. And like, until we really became involved. Yeah. You really like, it's, these are regular folks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you have this idea that there's something else. They're not. No, they're regular know? people. And they're, they'll be, with, oh, listen, we know amazing quite, people. We know quite wonderful people, but right. they're also, you know, there's a disillusion to it all. Once right. you start to serve, you're like, all right. Yeah. You know, and you really get to see the fucking horse shit that piles up and yeah. the bullshit that it is. And you cannot put these motherfuckers on a pedestal. No. I mean, no. So you know, I love that on. quote when I saw it. I was like, okay. That's the greatest okay. thing I've ever heard. It so, don't mean shit. It don't mean shit. Damn. So the FBI also, they set up a sting. So an agent pretended to be a businessman. Great. And he gave Tony uh, $25,000 <laughs> in exchange for those favors, um, the legislative favors. And so now he's like right, really caught red-handed with oh, that. Oh, my God. Um, so that was from Susenza's Sue article. And... I guess for me, the worst part of it was the pressuring the folks. Like, it's one thing like, you, okay, some guy you're making a deal with and, and you're making these deals, but when you're pressuring people to say like, you got to do what I want and you got to pay me and my consulting firm and he's not even doing any consulting and people feel like they have to get it done or like their business or their organization is going to be screwed. Like, that's really messed up. It is, but also can political elected officials have consulting firms? It seems like a huge yeah, conflict. I, yeah. I don't think that you're allowed to do that. Well, he had it. Well, well and it was under that other name. So you like know what I mean? when you retire, 
So you maybe, can't be in a consultant and use your power that you had with the people maybe you know he, there. Maybe he did it under that fake mark, whatever, right, right, so right, that right. it wasn't attached to him. I don't know. So the New York Times reported that he pressured the Jamaica Queens Chamber of Commerce and oh, extorted shit. over $200,000 from them. Oh my God. And he forced them to hire a company that a guy who was convicted of racketeering, <laughs> like they're like, he's like, you got to use this guy. No. Yeah, it was wild. So he ends up being charged with honest services fraud. And that's just part of that bribery. And the indictment is like incredibly long. And it shows all the ways that he tried to defraud folks and the bribery and all of that. So I have that linked in our show notes and you can Lord. look through it. And he pleads guilty in June 2009 to one count of honest services mail fraud. And I want to note that he did not resign when he was arrested. Of course not. It wasn't until he entered that guilty plea in June 2009 that he actually resigned. So he, it wasn't, you know. So then acting U.S. Attorney Lev Dassin commented on uh, uh, Tony's plea and uh, he said, quote, instead of using his office to help New Yorkers, Anthony Seminario used his office to help himself. Mm. Anthony Seminario was caught red-handed, violating the law and the public's trust by taking hundreds of thousands of dollars in corrupt payments. Today's guilty plea marks another significant step and our ongoing effort to combat public corruption. Mm. And according to the New York Times, uh, Tony gave a brief statement after entering his guilty plea that was just, quote, I want to apologize to my colleagues and my constituents and to my wife and my family. And that's it. That's like, it. doesn't say much. And when this first came out, the folks who were working with um, Seminario, they were shocked by the allegations at the time. Remember, this is a guy with a 30-year-long career. One official, Jeff... Jeffrian Aubrey stated to QNS, quote, I don't know what made him go this way. Tony's a smart guy. He wasn't wearing big diamond rings and sharkskin jackets. So he was still, you know, and remember this started when he was 65, like again, at the tail end of his career. And these people who have worked with him for decades, like really were surprised that he would do something like this. Yeah, I wonder what the hell's going um, on there. Mike Miller, who took over Seminario's seat, stated, quote, for over 30 years, Anthony Seminario uh, represented the 38th Assembly District with passion and dedication. We should remember all the good things that he has done for the community. My heartfelt sympathy goes out to his wife and his children. And he wasn't the only one who had a lot of sympathy for Tony. Um, and from some of the recordings, he seems like, to me, he seems like a pushy jerk. You know, yeah. like he seems, I don't know, I want to feel bad for him, but I don't. You know, I... Like these guys are like, remember all the good things. And it's like, yeah, but he ended up doing this really shitty thing. And then over the years, was he doing tiny bribes or things along the way? Who knows? Right. So at the sentencing trial, according to several sources, he requested leniency. Mm. And the Daily Gazette reported that he even asked for house arrest. But oh, that wow. did not happen. Oh, boy. So in the end, he was sentenced to six years in prison. Dude, he's in his 70s, right? Yeah. Well, he was 65 when it started. Yeah. So he's in his 70s at the oh, time. Like 72 shit. or something. He had to pay a million dollars in restitution. Oh my gosh. And some of the aftermath, uh, Cusenza's Queens article reported that one of the doctors that Seminario tried to pressure into paying him, um, you know, from, because he hospitals. worked a lot with the yeah, hospitals, yeah. ended up suing for a hundred million dollars, <gasps> stating that not only was Seminario putting the screws to him to pay up, but that he also threatened to close his medical center if he didn't. Oh my God. Um, I don't know what happened like with that like sort of civil case, but that happened. And then he wasn't the only one to get sentenced. In 2012, the hospital CEO, David Rosen, who paid for those political favors, he got three years in prison. 
and he didn't just pay seminario like he two other reps um were attempted to be paid off as well uh carl kruger and william boyland and uh, mm. william boyland is someone i want to cover at another oh, point man. too so some points of interest and i just have a couple um he ends up dying two years later while in prison. Oh, I was wondering that. You know? Oh, no. And again, this is, a, it's a stupid crime. Oh, You know, God, he had, he had this fulfilling life mm. and I found his obituary and it was short. It just, you know, um, it just talked very briefly about the political career. Obviously, like it didn't mention any of the bad stuff because it seemed like this was like the family's obituary. Yeah. And it noted he was married. He had three kids, eight grandkids. Oh. And instead of enjoying retirement with his family. Yeah. He dies in jail. Oh, God, it's fucking heartbreaking. And the other thing, and this is so random, but um, I found a telegram that he wrote in 1984 to a female politician, Geraldine Ferraro. Oh, we, yeah, she was the first, uh, she was yes. a vice president uh, nominee. Yeah, and he says, uh, quote, that she's, quote, a credit to our Italian heritage Aww. and how she, quote, personifies the tremendous strides that American women have, have made. And... You know, here's this woman, like you're, and then he sort of fulfills the Italian stereotype with oh, the bribery and no. on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so interesting that he like kind of points to that thing. Yeah. And then, you know, it just was a bummer that it yeah. ended that way for him. I got to tell you, I, but mean, a I don't think dollars is a lot. And I don't think I've ever gone from like, what is this fucking guy doing to like feeling sorry for yeah. him? I feel bad that he died in prison. That's died in prison. awful. Yeah. I mean, that's the story of the peddling it's a greedy, politician. Yeah, just this greedy. Oh, sorry. Anthony Seminario. I always forget Tina's got always got know, a tagline. I got to have my tagline. <laughs> I was interrupting you know. the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so good. It's just, yeah, it is a bummer. Like, and I, but you know what? Listen, you you don't do the decision. crime if you can't yeah, do the time. You, you made a decision. Oof, that's you made a, a decision, and six years for a million dollars. I mean, god. it's not a lot of time. But, but, he was but you're old. old. But you're old. Like you're gonna die in jail, and your family. Oh my god! It's and like, so And then the wife and your oh children. It's terrible. It's really sad. It's terrible. Oh god. <sighs> all right. That's all. That's all. I, I I'd also like to point out that when you say Tony, you say you do a thing. Oh, There's Tony. A, Tony. Tony. Yeah. She does oh, it. Tony. Tony. <laughs> Tony. Oh my god. I have. You know, I have three cousins named Anthony. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I too. <laughs> it's just like in uh, Goodfellas. What? Marie. What's the other one? The girls are all named Marie. Marie yeah. And with a guy uh, like Paul, Pauly, Paul, yeah, Paul, Paul, Paulie Junior, Pauly Senior, yeah. Pauly. Da, 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 da. Everybody's yeah. named Marie. There's Anthony's. Yeah. 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 Anthony. And, and two of them are Anthony, and one of them is a Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> Best. <laughs> Best. Oh my God. And then a bunch of us have like the Marie as like the middle name. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a stereotype yeah fuck it who cares who cares it's a good whatever yeah, listen. whatever listen. <laughs> i am disappointed in italy though with that fascist oh my god bro but it's it's like i'm like now where am i supposed to go yeah that was my exit strategy maybe it won't last long but also uh i always feel like oh well we, we were alone in the world with the trumps but the trump fascism shit well it was way before trump but still it's popping up everywhere. It's popping it's up. It's fucking wild. <sighs> but they're offering something to people that 
obviously whatever whatever the good guys offer is not working. Yeah. I, whatever I, our strategy is, it's not working. Oh God. My husband and I were having a whole talk while we walked the dog. And I mean, it was, we agree. I'm always like, let's agree to disagree. And he's like, um, yeah, you can say that, but there's only one side that's right. And that's my side. And I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm it sounds like <laughs> pleasant walks with the dog. Oh, <laughs> uh, but, and, and it's, and he's, you know, uh, uh, a Democrat, he's, you know, there are things he's very liberal on and there's things that he's very, very moderate on. Mm -hmm. And that's where we kind of, mm -hmm. uh, butt heads, but it's always a good conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, he just feels like the, like certain issues, he's like, it's a dog, it's a dog. Like, and like, he feels like the democratic party needs to focus on things. Like when you were saying, um, earlier on um, property taxes and things like that. And it's like, I get that. But then there are these other issues that I feel are very important issues that can't be swept under the rug because we want to appeal so much to the other side. Like I see both sides of it. You know what I mean? I see the, the, the logical part of focusing on economic issues yeah. because that's how you're going to get people on your side. Right. And I'm, I'm absolutely here for yeah. it. I, I just, here's my thing with abortion the reason why Roe v. Wade got overturned is because we all kept our eye off the ball. Yeah. We took it for granted and we said it could last forever, even though there were underlying, we heard it for decades and decades. We knew they were coming for it. We knew it was going to yeah. happen. But now and we all said, the there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. And then it happened. Right. And it's because if, and, and we should talk about economic issues, but we also should say that we are proud to support this. And right. here's why. Right. And it can't be something that's on the back burner because my body and my daughter's body is not a, a fucking play, play, playground. No, okay. No. It's not for, it's not, not up for grabs. And, and you know, I want my home. Listen, Hurricane Ian hitting is going to make everybody's homeowner's insurance in Florida spike. And I can't afford that. I can't either. I can't afford for, for my mortgage payment to go up any more than it already is. So it's sitting on my fucking head now by myself. Yeah. I can't afford that. And that's going to happen. But it's because we have a legislature and a governor who, and the governor before that, Rick Scott, who didn't even want to talk about, couldn't ban the words climate change in, during his administration. That's not, that's a real thing. Oh, Could yeah, not say climate a, change. There was like a gag order. So we want word. to ignore because big, big insurance money is in their pockets. Right. Which is why we're going to have Hillary Cassell on here and she's going to talk about property oh, insurance. God, thank God. But, but you know, we, we, we've been kicking that ball down the road forever. And now here we are. In where people cannot afford to live yeah. here. And so that will be, that's going to be the reason I end up leaving is because I can't afford it. I can't it's, afford it. It's, it's frightening that we could lose where we live because it's going to be so that the people don't care. But, and I get that those issues are important, you know? Um, but I think that we can find a way to talk about all of the issues. And that's one thing that Linda does do. She does talk about the, the, the property issue I mean, it's an important issue down here. I, listen, I'm all for talking about those yeah. issues if it gets them to vote for us. Yeah. If you're wasting our time and we're talking to you about economic issues and property insurance and you're like, yeah, I agree with you, then do it in the ballot box. But yes. don't make us waste our time. I will talk about those issues from here till fucking 10 years down yeah. the road. But if it doesn't mean shit, if you're still not going to vote for us, I mean, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. So don't make me waste my time. And this is like really the last Republican we're stronghold, we're, we're like so down fucked. in Broward, that seat, you know, if we can oh. take that seat. It's just. And Val Demings, I want Val Demings to win so badly too. And then, then I had a conversation with someone the other night. Can Val Demings win if DeSantis wins? Mm. 
or is it like, you know, if they're voting for DeSantis, like they're automatically voting for Rubio, like are, will there be any MPAs that might vote for DeSantis, but will vote for Demings instead? I don't, I feel like she has a shot too. I honestly got to tell you. I don't know. I I think, and and DeSantis frightens me. He hmm. is only going to get worse. He is only going to get worse. And I was thinking the other day because he, uh, uh, relaxed the voting in in those areas that were which absolutely hit by the hurricane but i was thinking if that happened in broward would we have been granted the same courtesy and i don't know if we would have no because it's a republican area yeah i don't know it's like i I, you can't trust Uh, nothing you can we can sit here and guess (sighs) till doomsday i'm telling you right now we don't know shit until the election happens we don't know what the voters are thinking and these polls can go fuck themselves we don't know anything why are we so anxious i like there are people still that i that are just like i just i don't talk about politics or politics i i don't understand like everybody should be biting their nails about this upcoming election you know what i mean like that's what i feel like i'm i feel like the anxiety i cannot wait until after the election's over so that at least like i know where i don't know and it you know what i mean but this lead up to it this particular election i am very anxious scary. No, no, i no, am it's very anxious very scary <sighs> but that's right. how it always is yeah. there's never enough people concerned there's no. never enough people and the reason why obama gets elected is because we're coming out of we're, we're sitting in the middle of a fucking war where they've lied to us, right? And and George W. and the market crashes. Like there was so much that pushed Ugh. him in, and he was an amazing candidate. Let's be honest. I mean, there's so much pushed him in. I, I don't know how. Also, oh God, let, let's end it because okay. I was about to bring out Biden and how terrible he looks. So old. I hear him speaking. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I know, but I, there are uh, how is this going to run in two I years? Good, Fine, but, but, but how is he running in two years? Yeah, I don't know. And I, and I got to tell now. you, if if he chooses not to run they cannot put they cannot put kamala harris up they can't because we will lose and i i like her i like her but she has you know that she's got the hillary clinton problem there's too many people that don't like her and i i versus desantis it's not gonna happen no it's not gonna happen you know so they there's i i hope there's somebody in a room somewhere putting different scenarios together and testing out different people and fi- you know what I'm I sorry. mean? Are you talking about Democrats? Yeah. <laughs> That's Can funny. Someone, like, you think like, they're even thinking about right, two years from now? Because I feel like, well, well, why are we thinking about it? And we're nobody. You they know what I mean? They can't even project two like, months from now. Like I, they, they need, this is, die, we are in dire straits if they don't think 2024 is going to be a bloodbath. If we don't have the right candidate there, we need the right candidate there. Or they're just handing it over to DeSantis or Trump. Oh, Imagine God. those two going up against each other oh, in, a, in a primary. Oh, Jesus. God. Let's just have like, them, those like, are mud be the two, Those are going to be the two choices. Yeah. Nightmare versus nightmare. And these idiots will vote. Or Kanye. That's the next one I'm, I'm waiting to come back in the ring. No, I don't even talk about that person. I don't, even, I don't even know who that is. I'm sorry. Fuck that. Here's another thing that bothers me on Twitter. Can we please stop laughing at Herschel Walker? Can we stop laughing? Because for every Herschel Walker tweet, like every 10 Herschel Walker tweets, because he's so fucking, it's so funny that he's a joke of a candidate. I see zero for Warnock. Right. How about we start promoting Warnock, who he's running against, who we need to keep in the Senate because we're going to lose. Oh my God. And And this guy, like, oh my God, this Herschel Walker, like, 
Everybody thought Trump was a joke. Everybody thought Trump was a joke. This guy and and this, but he's different than Trump in the way that he will just do, put me in coach, put me in coach. What am I supposed to do coach? That's what's going to happen with this guy. It's clear that he's just going to do whatever the people around him are going to tell him to do and tell him to vote and all of that. All I'm saying is he's getting a lot of attention. All I'm saying is don't write this guy off. And, and, and every time I've seen these tweets, there's this guy named, I think it's Rex Chapman on Twitter. He's got a lot of followers and he's always, look at this guy. Look how funny this is. Look how funny Molly Zhang, a uh, young or yeah. whatever her name is. Look at how funny, look at how funny. And every time I, 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 then I put, then I go and I put the donate link for Warnock in their tweets and the comments. I'm like, yeah. how about we promote this guy? How about we donate to this guy for every, I want to send that guy Rex a, tw- a message. Every time you tweet about war, about Walker, I want to see you donating to Warnock right. because this guy, we can't lose him. We cannot lose and you're him putting in the the, that and all you're doing out. In yeah. the, it's just like, you're yeah, just you're mocking right. like, and making fun yeah. of somebody in a country where we elected Trump as president. I know. We that, don't this have This is time. not a joke. It's not funny. This and, guy could really be a U.S. fucking senator. Right. So and stop that's laughing. The thing. That's the thing. Like we continue to give people, unqualified people, people who could be potentially dangerous to democracy platform. Yeah. After, you know what I mean? Like it's attention, attention, Tina, attention, attention. We attention. would never know. It's nuts. Right. We would never know who's running for Georgia Senate, for the right. US Senate, for Georgia. We would never know, except that it's all over social right. media that this guy is a joke. And we cannot take these right. things for granted. We cannot look at this race no, and say Warnock's got it because he's where... reasonable versus Walker. That's not right. a real thing anymore. But it's like you, I think you always say this, that people have short memories mm-hmm. in politics and, um, the only thing they're going to remember is this guy's name. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're there. We need to give Warnock. Yeah. The equal airtime. Absolutely. If not more. Hillary, Hillary Clinton lost to Donald Trump. Yeah. For president of the United States. Yeah. That's a sentence. It's a I real know. thing. It's a real fact. He's going to be in the history books forever. And and we think it's funny <gasps> that Herschel Ugh. Walker can't be, we think it's a joke. He can't be elected Georgia Senate. Is Come someone going to do a for presidential Georgia? portrait of him? I keep thinking of that. Yeah, of course they did. Vomit. Of course they did. We didn't see the unveiling because it was probably at Mar-a-Lago. Well, no, they just did the the Obama one um, oh, yeah. recently. So mm. in a few years, like we're going to have to see an unveiling of this. Please. I hope, oh my God. I hope nobody, I hope there's no artist out there that wants to do it. You know what I mean? That's just like, sorry, no, no, no. Oh, I would be painting. Like, remember when you talked about Disney and there's like hidden penises? I'd be like hiding penises inside the his jacket or something. No, or just like maybe. Um, I had I just had or, a really gross thought like, that I won't say. Like pro life, like put all yeah, yeah. like hidden democratic messages yeah, in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in his all wig, right. or whatever that is. Comb oh, over. or yeah, or maybe do a portrait without the hair. You know, like yeah. do something, do something <laughs> outrageous <sighs> with the paint. All right. Listen, we have a party to go to tonight. I'm so excited, <gasps> bitch. I'm excited. Party. Oh, so next week our episode comes out like a couple days bef- before Halloween. So do oh. you want to, do you want to like wear costumes on the show? Oh, okay. You want to? That'd yeah, be fun, right? Yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Yay. All right, well, hey. All right. Peace. Bye. Remember when people used to say peace in the Middle East? Oh my God. (laughs) Remember that? When we were in like middle school? Oh my God. All right. Anyway, we got to go. Okay. Bye. Bye. 
If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.